Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Today on the mic, I have Lindsay Houseman, which is a really fun, long-time circle moment as her husband Kyle and I worked together many moons ago at Lululemon and what was once a female apparel company in the days of Luan, she is now reinventing footwear. Footwear for women, made by, made by a woman, signed with Lindsay in mind of how can she keep both her daughters and herself moving. And it's a story you may have heard, you may have caught in a few headlines. Women don't want to shrink it and pink it. As they say, everything that is made and designed for men don't work if it's smaller and pinker for women. And that is a mission that Lindsay is out to uncover with her rad new brand, Hedda's, a footwear performance product that I can personally tell you is awesome. All that to be said, I wanted to jump on the mic with Lindsay to riff on what is it like being a new entrepreneur in a wild economic climate on a mission that we hope would not have been a conversation. Still, 20 years later, we're still fighting and crawling and sometimes crying and screaming. Pay attention to us, female-bodied athletes. And she's answering that cry. So all that to be said, I'm stoked to have this conversation, to share this conversation with you. Please follow Hedda's, follow Lindsay, and jump on the journey. You are a female, a female identifying human being that is looking for a pair of shoes that you too can run, jump, and play in. These are the ones for you. And if you listen to the end, there's a juicy goal that she drops. Gets me excited for what the year 2032 will look like. Lindsay, just like that, welcome to the pod. I am really stoked that you are up for hitting record with me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love the enthusiasm and there's nothing quite like something new coming to this world. So before we dive into that which is new, would you do our listeners the honor of introducing yourself in your own words of who are you today in 2024? Hi, um, I'm Lindsay Houseman and I live in Vancouver. Today in 2024, I feel like I wear so many different hats. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a mom of twins. And I also am a digital transformation leader and a, let's call it a recreational athlete. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love all the hats. And I wonder where we got that. I wonder where that came from. We should look it up of like, do we actually feel like different people when we put on different hats? Yeah. Because my sense of who you are is that you're actually very consistent across all labels. And these just happen to be different labels. Yet they so encompass all of you. I see like the intersection of that Venn diagram so clearly. Thank you. I feel like I consistent is a word often used to describe me for lots of different reasons. So yeah, I'm glad it also shows up in all the different ways I am in the world. Oh, well, I'm like, we could start with your daughters. We could start with being an entrepreneur. They all come together. You did mention you're a mom of twin girls. And I just wonder how has that shaped this version of you? I, I think... Twins have given me a level of resilience mm. and presence and a reflection on myself um, mm. because it's times two. And you often say you see what you are, both good and bad, in your children. Mm. And so I think there's been so many, so many gifts and so many things that they've they've given me. And I think, you know, they're dancers, they're performers they go on stage, they do things that terrify me. And so I think I'm learning a bit to channel their energy when I am doing things that make me uncomfortable. One of them also has a physical disability that you would never know. 
because she works really hard and she is competes as an able body person. And, you know, I think about also what she has had to overcome in her 11 years and what she deals with on a daily basis. And it makes the niggles and the the pain that I might experience seem kind of insignificant. Mm. Would you be willing to share what what that is? What does she struggle with? Yeah, um, Hadley was diagnosed with cerebral palsy when she was 20 months old. And um, we were fortunate to have a really early diagnosis. And we were in Australia when it was diagnosed. And we had a great team led by a neurologist that gave us a very prescriptive program of what to do to redevelop her neural pathways. Um, So your brain at that age is developing and you can repattern it more easily before the age of five. And so we did, we leaned in to it like 130, 200%. And, you know, today she competes at a very high level in dance. She skis at a very high level. Um, you know, she does have pain and she's does a lot of physio and, and sees a lot of practitioners and is, is now able to articulate the pain so we can, we can help her, but she's learned to, to live with it and to, to function really, really highly. That's incredible. Wow. And can I ask, what is the relationship like with twin girls? Are they best friends? Do they like to, you said they're both dancers and they're both skiers. Yeah. Is there, is, you do everything there... together. It, it's, it's a very, well, I think it depends on your twins. So my husband okay. and I are both very um, energetic, competitive, passionate, stubborn people. And so we have had two daughters that combine all of that. So the the persistence, the, the personality, like it's, it's, it's very big. And so they, they love each other hard and they also like need space and fight with each other um, quite a bit. So it, it, it's a wild dynamic, but at the end of the day, if you give them two separate rooms, they will choose to be in the same room together, probably sitting on top of each other. And so it's, it's a bit of yin and yang, but like yin and yang, like they fit together and they just can't even think about like rooming with someone else or sharing a bunk bed with someone else. So it's been really interesting sort of navigating that relationship and while also cultivating, wanting them to be two different people, have their own identities, their, their own recognition and yeah, so it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting. Oh, bless. Well, I ask this because I know that they have been the namesake of your first business. And yes. can you dive into that label? It's like you were promoted to mom and now promoted to entrepreneur. And <laughs> the common denominator is your sweet twins. Yeah, um, the company is called Hedda's. So H-E is Hadley Elizabeth and T-A is Taya Ann. And we were just playing with the the letters in their names and and wanted the company which really was largely inspired by them and by our, my husband Kyle and my belief in the importance of the role of sport in you know young girls through women through through life and and wanting to create as a larger umbrella a more equitable and better researched world of sport for for women and and young girls and keep women active and in sport and so there's a book called strong is the new pretty it's written by kate parker and we bought it for the girls when they were six or seven they've always been very 
active kids. And that's where we started talking about um, building a brand at some point in our life that was focused around women in sport and really this, this view of women are strong and that promotion of not, not speaking down to women in sport and providing women with the technical gear that they need that understands their bodies to perform at the point in life that they are now and into the, into the future. So that book was a really big inspiration point to, to land where we are today with Hedda's. Mm, powerful. So for folks who don't know, tell us about Hedda's and perhaps the vision of like, where, where are you going with creating a shoe brand made for women? So Hedda's is a performance footwear brand. Um, we, we've started with, with running and running will be the focus for the foreseeable future. Um, we started with running for, for several reasons. One is if you are an athlete at some point in your life, you run, if you are athletic, it is, it's just tied to so many sports and so much community is tied around running. The reason we decided to do footwear is I shockingly discovered three years ago through my own issues with buying footwear and feet ailments that I think start to get more common as you get, as you get older, I was floored when I found out that in this day and age, athletic footwear is still largely developed and tested based on male anatomy and research based on male anatomy. And as someone, as a recreational athlete, like I play lots of different sports. I put a lot of impact on my body. I plan on being active for as long as I'm alive. If you're putting that much force down through your feet into your shoes. I want to know that the way my body operates and the way I'm hitting the ground has been considered in that, in that footwear and choose footwear that will hopefully increase my performance or contribute to my performance in a positive way. And hopefully also provide more comfort and, you know, as a longer goal, reduce injury. And so that's how we landed on footwear. So you take sort of this passion for women in sport, the, the learnings around footwear, and this idea of longevity and keeping women in sport. And, and that's where we, we landed with the vision for Hedda's. And the way the youth comes into it is as we grow, our intent is to have give back pro programming. And I can't say exactly what that looks like yet, but I, I say the Hedda's brand um, and product right now is designed for adult women's, let's call it 18. So collegiate through, through life. Mm -hmm. And then I'd like the give back programming to overlap with that collegiate, because I think there's a lot that we can give to help female collegiate athletes. And I, yeah, back through elementary, you know, girls really start falling out of sport, uh, around the age of 10, eight, oh, gosh. Three, the age of eight is when there's the first sort of perceptive difference between girls and boys. And it starts getting communicated in that to them, which we experienced in, in our life. And, and so, you know, I look at the sphere of what we'd like to do and it involves, it involves both sides. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. I feel like there's, I want to celebrate that what you've created is incredible and your shoe is awesome. And I want to ensure that there is a link in the show notes of where people can go to find Hedda's. And yes. that is so powerful. 
you introduced me to the book Invisible Women. Women. Is that? Yes. Yes. And that was such a read. And it's outdated. Like, and I hate though that it's an old book that's still, sorry, it's not outdated. It's an old book that is still relevant. And I hate that it's still relevant. Yeah. And that feels really true. But I'm catching on to a few things you're saying. And I want to pivot to what does it mean for you in this point in time in your life to be choosing to be an entrepreneur when with all due respect, we're hearing about female burnout. We're hearing about like the weight of the world of what does it mean to have made it through the last four years to have children. You relocated from Australia. Um, You know, you have two high performing kids and you are choosing to like dive headfirst into a new entrepreneurial endeavor. And I'm just wondering if you would shed light for us on like, why? Why now, Lindsay? Uh, I just always believe fundamentally my personality is one of a learner and a one of challenging status quo. Mm-hmm. And, and I also really believe in, in following my intuition and following my gut. And I just feel so strongly about this specific purpose that I felt like I had to do something about it and that I was Mm -hmm. fortunate and through serendipity was being introduced to people that were able to support me on this journey. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, for me, I always have checkpoints with myself about how am I feeling in my gut about this path and about what I'm doing and the decisions that we're making for Hedda's and for our life. And that doesn't mean that it's easy. This is definitely not easy and definitely not for the faint faint of heart. Um, but it was just really this space, really, I really feel like that I can make a difference and that Hedda's can make a difference. And at the the end of the day, that's what keeps me going. Um, yeah. And so y- you figure out the support structures and you figure out the flexibility and, and what you need to do. And, you know, for me, that means I need to play tennis at lunch to get a social, like we, I work a lot behind my computer. And so how can I fill my cup so I can go back in the afternoon and be as productive as I was in the morning. And it's, it's taking a break, whether it's for a Peloton workout or a tennis game where I can go have some one-on-one or group interpersonal live interactions and and figuring out how to, to do that. Part of what was also appealing about being an entrepreneur was being in charge of my own schedule. I've had a lot of jobs. I've worked in Mm -hmm. big companies where it's very structured. It's nine to five. You're expected to be in the office. And that doesn't, that's never worked for me even before kids. So I think there's some preconception out there that, oh, it might change once you have kids. But sometimes that type of schedule doesn't work for you for varying number of reasons. But especially having kids that I want to see them and with their schedules, which are really busy, that half an hour after school is really important to me. So that's three to three 30. And so how mm-hmm. could I create a life that allows me to have a flexible work schedule where I can take the time to see them when they're at home between activities, I can take them to their activities and yeah. be able to be more in control of, of that. Uh, I don't want to call it work-life balance, but I'll call it work-life, work-life existence. Yeah. It's like the integration of your life of like all of the pieces in the same way you're integrating Peloton or a workout and how do these pieces all come together? And I just, I bow to you as a mother. And I think that it's a really, it's the, the greatest promotion of all time. And it comes with out a scorecard, a bonus, (laughs) any other things. And that's, yeah. 
I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. Now you did mention that it's not easy and it's not for the faint of heart. And it's not that I want to drill into a not so glamorous side. I just think that it's really easy and beautiful to like celebrate this new product that's live. And you're like, and there was like a lot that went into getting to this point in time. And so what has come up for you along the way? Not Ah. as bumps in the road as much as like gulp. Uh, what are the gulp think, moments? Uh, well, I think there's like some myths around just like, oh, you ha- you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business. That must be like how you are. There's something sexy or real about like, that's your life. And I, I think it's important for people to know that I still have another job. So I still work two days a week at another job while I'm, while I'm building this. And I think in my mind, that was only going to exist for a portion of the Hedda's journey. And by the point time we were launched, I would be fully moved over to Hedda's and it hasn't, it hasn't worked out that way. So figuring out how to do that. And, and I'm not, there are so many people out there that are, are, have their job or their part-time job and are building their company on the side. And I think that's more the norm than being just fully able to focus on it. So that, that to me was a bit of a a gulp moment. Okay. Yeah. I I need to do this a bit longer than I thought I was going to be able to do this for and sort of digging deep in the well. And fortunately where I do my digital transformation and my IT work has been extremely supportive. You know, that's, that's probably one of the tough points. I think uh, the realities of starting a business and bootstrapping your own savings into it, as well as raising capital, I've had some reality or gulp moments pitching, frankly, to male investors and the reality of raising capital as a female. I was shocked to find out that less than 2% of venture capital and angel money went to women in 2023. 2023 was a rough year for investing, but in general, I don't think it's ever gone above 3% going to sole female founders. And the fact that it jumps up to 30% if you are a joint male-female team, just like there are things that I've never really felt biased. I've been fortunate to live a life where I haven't not felt a lot of bias. And I'm confronting it probably the first for the first time in my life as a female. And then also for my age, which is there's a whole new ageism out there um, where I think people really want their female founders to be like under 30. And it's it's honestly it's a, it's so these are some moments that I don't I didn't anticipate at facing at all. And in my in my mind it was just going to be on merit and who I was and my history and my work ethic and the, my, I have a track record of building teams and high performance and, and not as much to do with my age or my gender. And so that's been new. Gosh, it's such a gulp. And I think it's so powerful to hear these things. So I'm just, I really appreciate you sharing the truth and the light and the lightning bolts that you're like, (laughs) yeah, that come along in this weather storm. Um, I can't help, I'd be remiss to not ask, what is a big 
2024 goal? Or is there like a vision of a certain threshold that you imagine Hedda's getting to that would feel really great? And I'm, I'm mindful to ask both questions because I don't want, I want you to gravitate to whatever feels right to answer to. I think that um, there's a power of a North Star that draws an entrepreneur to wake up every day. And I'm wondering if there's one of those that you'd be up for sharing. Yeah, our, our North Star is to have a sponsored athlete in the Brisbane Games, um, which Amazing. is 2032. And I love that it's Australia because Australia is near and dear in my heart from my time there. That's cool. that's our North Star. Yeah, I'd love it. So an Olympic runner you will sponsor for the 2032 Games. Yeah. Gosh. So rad. Okay, we're at time. And our my last question, it goes so fast that I must ask every guest is all of this to be said in this moment. Lindsay, what is making your heart beat faster? I just get so much energy and excitement meeting and connecting with people. And so what mm. makes my heart beat faster is just great conversations like this, getting excited about my passion and and just having, I don't know, it's just this connection. It's connection. Yeah. It makes my cool. heart beat faster. Well, I just have to say that some of my most fond memories have happened under sweaty pursuits and the joy of running with friends are memories I'll never, ever forget. And um, I hold running with female friends as something that's really special because throughout my career, I've had so many awesome male training partners and my female training partners or running buddies have just been really special people. And so I echo like that overlap again in the Venn diagram of connection and community is so essential and to be able to do it in the form of running is really, really special. So thank you for what you're doing. I am stoked. I'm so excited to be on the sidelines cheering everything on and running in my headers. <laughs> thank you so much, Steph. This was really fun. I really appreciate your support and your kindness and your thoughtful questions. Oh, well, I'm here for it. I'm here for more. So we I don't know if the podcast will still be around in 2032. Yet what I do know is that we will still be running and cheering. That, that is for sure. Thank you. Thanks, Lindsay. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>